Lip Nation Media, number one in the DMV for new shade and tea. This is your host, the official Savage Sweetheart on Anchor FM. Tune in for shady subjects and questionable behavior. Did you see him on IG? Girl. Once again, Lip Nation Media, number one in the DMV for new shade and tea. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, get into the topic for this week. And I chose Cracker Barrel just to get to the history of it. And I'm sure a lot of us know why. But um, Cracker Barrel Old Country Store is an American chain of restaurant and gift stores with a southern country theme. The company was founded by Dan Evans or Evans, whichever way you say it, in 1969. Its first store was in Lebanon, Tennessee. The corporate offices are located in a different facility in the same city. The chain stores were at first positioned near interstate highway exits in the southeastern and midwestern United States, but expanded across the country during the 1990s and 2000s. As of September 1st, 2019, the chain operates 660 stores in 45 states. Wow. Okay, Cracker Bell's menu is based on Southern traditional cuisine, with appearance and decor designed to resemble an old-fashioned general store. Each location features a front porch lined with rocking wooden chairs, a stone fireplace, and decorative artifacts from the local area. Cracker Barrel partners with country music performers. It engages in charitable activities such as assistance to victims of Hurricane Katrina and injured war veterans. During the early 1990s, the company became the subject of controversy when founder and CEO Dan Evans, pronunciation, instituted an official company policy prohibiting the hiring of any individual whose sexual preferences failed to demonstrate normal heterosexual values. Following massive public backlash in large shareholders such as the New York City Employee Retirement System threatening to vote out the entirety of upper management, the company reversed the policy. For the next decade, Cracker Barrel continued to spark controversy through Evans' public and private encouragement of discriminatory practice against female and minority employees, practices which violated the company's own non-discrimination policy. In July 2001, shareholders stripped Evans of his position as president and CEO of the company, replacing him with Michael A. Woodhouse, who at the time was serving as the company's chief operating officer. Evans was allowed to maintain his position as chairman of the board. The same year, shareholders forced the company's board to vote unanimously to add sexual orientation to Cracker Barrel's non-discrimination policy, with the term officially being added the following year. In May 2004, the U.S. Department of Justice, USDOJ, announced it had settled a lawsuit alleging that Cracker Barrel employees at approximately 50 of the company's 500 locations discriminated against minority customers. In the preceding months, the Department of Justice conducted interviews with approximately 150 current and former employees and customers and filed a lawsuit alleging that 50 stores located in Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia 
engaged in various discriminatory policies, including racially segregated seating and service quality. In an agreement with the Department of Justice settled out of court, Cracker Barrel pledged to implement a series of changes, including to strengthen and make public the company's non-discrimination policies, retrain and or terminate employees in violation of the new policies, and pledge to focus on improving minority representation and civic involvement. I know you heard that. I'm sorry. That was improving minority representation and civic involvement. Excuse me. A few months following the announcement, the company's board of directors, with the backing of shareholders, quickly voted to adopt a mandatory retirement age of 70 for all Cracker Barrel executives and board members. The implementation of this rule prompted company founder Dan Evans, who was 69 at the time, to announce his retirement as chairman of the company's board. At the company's 2004 annual meeting, shareholders voted to re-elect Michael A. Woodhouse as CEO, while also granting him Evans' title as chairman of the board, effectively merging the roles. So, in a nutshell, if there was no racism from leadership, then why did they have to implement new training? I understand things changed a lot back then. I can remember seeing, like, my first male-to-male kiss on Will and Grace on TV back in the day. Of course, you know, there was a time where you didn't see half of what you see today. But um, even though things like that were new back then, like the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, you can't just put that personal feeling or, dis, you know, your dislike for a certain demographic of people, and you can't just put that into your business practice because that is highly unethical. And that's exactly why a lawsuit was filed and policies were changed and also the logo was changed And eventually the CEO was forced out by new policy that was put in place by shareholders. So either way, he was one of, he was probably one of the only ones on the executive board to feel the way he felt, or he was too forceful with his beliefs and it affected sales, or maybe no one really agreed with him at all. That's not usually the case because I'll never say or believe that all white people hate gays and minorities. That's just crazy because all black people don't hate all, you know, it's just, that's just a very stupid statement. But over time, it made the CEO look like the old dog who couldn't learn new tricks. Now for my DMV natives, we probably have all visited the Cracker Barrel in Wakanda, AKA Waldorf on Crane Highway. Um, I don't remember being treated wrong, but I was looked at funny by some patrons and that has nothing to do with the staff because I remember, I remember, you know, I think it was me and my god sister Faith, I think. And yeah, I think it was me and her. And I think we had a, a white server and she was pretty cool. You know, we didn't have any issue with the staff, I believe. It was other people seated there because the location of the one on Crane Highway is a really different kind of space because you can get there from D.C. We all know what D.C. is like. But then it's in Waldorf, but it's on the borderline of La Plata and Port Tobacco and everything headed towards King George, Virginia. And we all kind of know what, you know, how things get a little worse the further into the south you get, as I actually stated further um, in the beginning of this report. But... This is some of the history of Cracker Barrel in our area and others. And I would like to know what you guys feel about the logo being changed, 
the lawsuit that was settled out of court and the policies that had to be put into place to really make things ethical again and make things safe for homosexual and minority patrons and employees. Lip Nation Media, number one in the DMV for news, shade, and tea. This is your host, the official Savage Sweetheart on Anchor FM. Tune in for shady subjects and questionable behavior. Did you see him on IG? Girl. Once again, Lip Nation Media, number one in the DMV for news, shade, and tea. Thank you.